This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with Deanna Bartolini, an author, speaker, and retreat leader who wants you to know your faith and live not lukewarm. Hello, everyone. Welcome again to the Not Lukewarm Podcast with me, Deanna Bartolini. Quick reminder, if you have not yet registered uh, for the Catholic Mom Summit, to go ahead and do that. We're going to be starting that on November 13, 14, and 15, and you can register for free, have access all weekend to close to 80 talks, or you can go ahead and get an all-access pass uh, for $49.99, and that will give you access forever to all of those talks. So please do consider that. You can actually uh, click on the link in the show notes and go to the page with all the speakers and their topics. So you'll see if there's things there that are of interest to you. So today our topic, uh, slightly lighthearted, slightly serious. Things my mom taught me. So first of all, my mom is very much alive and well. So this is not a uh, memorial type of a podcast episode at all. So that said, a couple of things. One I think is timely if you're listening to this before the election. And again, I'm not getting into politics here. uh, But here's what I'm going to tell you. I voted for the first time in a presidential election in 1984. I was slightly older than 18, but not much. I was already married. And I remember my mom telling me, look, You're going to go and you're going to vote. And when you vote, you're doing this in private. And I remember going to the voting booth. And it was a booth, like bigger than a phone booth, if you remember phone booths. And you walked in and you pulled a lever. And then the curtains behind you closed. And then you pushed another series of levers to vote for whoever you were going to vote for. It almost looked like... Uh, like an electrical panel, right, that you would have in your garage with all the breakers going back and forth. So it kind of reminded me of. So nonetheless, so I go in for my first presidential election. Uh, Walter Mondale and Ronald Reagan are the presidential candidates. So, and I had to look that up. I did not remember. (laughs) So I go in and I do this, but I remember her telling telling me, don't tell anyone who you vote for. And she wasn't saying don't talk politics. If you know my mom, there's really nothing that's off limits to my mom in conversation, especially among family and certainly among her children. But it was don't tell anyone who you vote for. And I think that's really wise advice, really wise advice. Uh, And I think I rarely tell people who I vote for. It's just not their business. And think about this. So when you vote, it's extremely private to the point where I vote, they actually put the ballot in these little uh, plastic sleeves that you can't see through. You go, you're standing up and you go to one of these like study carol kind of things. You're in private. You put your ballot then once you're done back into that plastic sleeve. Then you go over to this little uh, computer terminal thing uh, that you you personally feed the ballots 
into that machine. No one touches it. No one looks at it but you. It's private. If the election board is going to all this trouble to keep your vote private, there's a reason. And I think, too, that that extends to other things. The things that you do in private, keep them in private. The things you do in private are meant to be kept private. It's not to say that you can't discuss them, if need be, with your spouse, with a trusted friend, not on Facebook, not on, you know, in a public forum. Private things are meant to be private. If we're doing them that no one else knows how we're voting, right, why would you tell everyone? And it just will save a lot of, in my opinion, grief and aggravation and ill will. Because this is a contentious election and people are getting angry for things that really, it's not their prerogative to get angry with you about how you're voting. So that's what I have to say about that. My mom always said, don't tell anyone who you vote for. And again, just extend that. The things we do in private, keep them private. We don't need to tell people about them. All right, next thing my mom always said, in your heart of hearts. And I would look at her and she'd say, but in my heart of hearts. And I think, mom, what? We have one heart. We don't have heart of hearts. We don't, what are you talking about? And I'm going to admit very readily that I have used this phrase over and over again now in my own life with my own children. In your heart of hearts, what do you believe? What do you think? What do you know deep down inside of you? It's your gut, really. It's a nice way of saying your gut. In your heart of hearts, in your soul, it's what the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, is prompting you to know to be true. Go with it. Stop second-guessing yourself. Yes, I am speaking to the choir. You know, so many times you think, oh, I should call so-and-so, or oh, let me, let me reach out to this person, and you don't because you don't want to bother them, or you don't want it to seem weird, or you don't want to get embroiled in a long conversation. You know what? Do it anyway. And then it also applies when you're making decisions. In your heart of hearts, what do you think you need to be doing with this decision that's in front of you? What do you need to be acting on and go with it? When you are set, you know, you have two options, three options, where does your soul tell you to move? That's not, as another friend of mine used to say, it's not Jiminy Cricket. It's the Holy Spirit prompting you to do what is right. So what is in your heart of hearts? That's going to tell you what you're passionate about, what you really need to do next. Whether the person in front of you is telling you the truth or not. You know, we question often, am I really being a good judge of people? Am I being a good judge of myself? Am I taking care of my life the way I'm supposed to be? Ask yourself those questions. Ask yourself those questions in prayer, but then listen to what your heart of hearts is telling you. What is deep inside of your soul that is telling you 
to do. You know, you have big questions sometimes to take care of in life. Changing careers, who to marry, what, uh, where to live. If you're a young person, you know, what major should you have in college? All of these things are huge. Listen to yourself. You know yourself and go with that. And so I would, you know, initially when my mom would say those things, well, what's in your heart of hearts? I would think, really? But now I think about that. What is in my heart of hearts? And I think what is in there so deep that I know it, that I know it. So what is deep inside you that you know, trust it and act on it and live like you know it and really believe it. Because I think we can trust ourselves and not be afraid that we're doing the wrong things all the time in terms of decisions we have to make. Go with what is in your heart of hearts. And again, people of prayer, we're going to say the Holy Spirit is is putting those promptings in there. But however you want to say it, it, it's knowing what you know and living out what you know. All right, so that's number two. What's in your heart of hearts? Last thing, when it's your toothache, it hurts. I know, that's super profound, isn't it? And that's actually something my mom, we've had conversations about that as now, as I've been an adult, not when I was a kid. I don't remember her saying that to us when we were kids. But the point is this, every one of us have pain. And sometimes it's a horrible pain of a toothache. I, I personally, like toothaches are the absolute worst for me, right? For most people, I think they are terrible. And it hurts. But nobody necessarily knows that. Nobody necessarily sees that. And outside of a few people that are in your close circle, your family, a couple of close friends, the sad reality is nobody cares. Or I should say very few people care, right? We carry around a lot of unseen and unknown suffering, and it hurts us. So what does that mean in terms of our daily life? Well, it means a couple of things. First of all, when you have that pain and suffering, whether it is a literal toothache or not, try not to inflict that on other people. However, it also means that just like we're walking around with a toothache, other people may be doing the same. And so it is a little bit unfair for us to expect that they're going to be more concerned with our pain than their own. And the thing is, as Christians especially, we believe that as Jesus loved, we are to love the same way. And then I think we start to extend that to other people. Well, I'm, I'm doing it. Why aren't they doing it? And that's where we run into this trouble, forgetting that they have tremendous toothaches, right? It's similar to that you don't know what pain people are carrying around. We don't know what people are carrying around. And in some ways, we would like to say, it doesn't matter what they're carrying around. They still ought to do their best to be kind. And you're right, but maybe they can't. And I think that's where our Christian love, our charity plays out. 
to say, okay, I don't know what they're carrying. They don't know what I'm carrying. And I'm not going to think the worst of them. I'm going to think the best of them. And if we can't think the best of them, maybe we can just not think about them at all. Because that's the other part of it, right? Is this whole idea that my toothache hurts me. We don't want to inflict pain on people who are already in pain. But if we make the assumption that they're going to help us in our pain, and then they don't, we are very hurt by that. And I know that that has happened to me in my own life many, many times, more times than I can or even care to remember. So we have to look and say to ourselves, do I think I'm doing my best with this toothache pain and not inflicting it on the world? And if the answer is yes, then you're good and you can keep going. And you can know in your heart of hearts that you are living as the best Christian you can. Then we have to extend that charity to others and say they're doing their best. And it can be very easy to judge and say, well, their best really stinks. That's not our prerogative to do that. Our only prerogative is to not make that judgment call that they're not really trying and to just extend charity as best as we can. And if we can't, disengage, leave the situation, get out of the area, literally, figuratively, whatever it is. Don't dwell with the people who are not feeding your soul. Just don't. We're not called to be martyrs in that way. We're really not. We're not called to constantly be with people who hurt us. And so if no one ever cares about your toothache, then that's not the best group of people for you. So those are my couple of little tidbits of my mom's wisdom, right? Don't tell anyone who you vote for, what's going on in your heart of hearts, and when it's your toothache, it hurts. So for your not lukewarm challenge this week, I want you to think about one of the things your mom always said to you and think about how you can apply it to life today. And not the, if you don't stop that, I'm going to send you to your room for the rest of your life comment, but the helpful comments, right? And I would love to hear some of your mom's comments uh, that have helped you as an adult. And you could love if you would drop those in the comment section. So not lukewarm challenge. Think of something your mom always used to tell, tell you and how you can apply it to your adult life. Have a great week, and I will see you again next week. Until then, God bless you, and live not lukewarm. Thanks for listening to the Not Lukewarm Podcast, a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. If you like this podcast, please subscribe or tell a friend or leave a review. You can find all show notes and links on notlukewarmpodcast.com. That's also where you can find links to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you have a topic that you'd like to learn more about or want to tell me how the Not Lukewarm Challenge went this week, please send me an email at Bartolini at mediaangels.com.